Hello, everybody. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We are back with you for another episode of Bachelors in the City. I hope you guys had a beautiful Christmas. We sure did. We had a nice early Christmas present of the finale of Michelle Young's season of The Bachelorettes. We had the Christmas vibes, Christmas theme going on at AFR, and the uh, the journey has concluded. Dustin, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Had a great Christmas, a lot of eating, a lot of drinking. So I think we got Dustin uh, hooked on my grandmother Omi's famous Stolen, German Stolen. It's really good. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm definitely someone that loves to share and loves to, uh, you know, make sure my my friends are are enjoying everything and, and, and ta- being taken care of. But uh, Dustin, man, you were not shy about cutting off some pieces of stolen there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my I mean man. this is the time for sharing. I mean, I'm sure your dad wanted me to have some of that. That's the second one he sent us. So Yeah, I know, for sure. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. Do you, yeah. do, do you not want me to eat any more of it? Do no, I do. I'm, I, it, it warms my heart seeing you. Okay. It is really good. I, enjoy it. It is, it is really good. I'm actually, I remember the first time I had it, your dad made it two years ago when I visited you in uh, L.A., yeah, that is some good. It's stuff. it's amazing. It's it's honestly the worst part about Christmas is knowing that I'm not going to have it again until next December. But, anyways, let's move forward and let's, uh, let's talk about the show. Let's bring Emma on. Emma, how are we doing? How was your Christmas? It's been great. It's been hectic. I went from living alone to living with my grandpa to now everyone is here, and I feel like I've lost my sanity. But it's Ooh, nice to a, be surrounded by loved ones. There. You got house. You have like the the original uh, Christmas vacation house right now, right? Yeah, pretty much. All right. It's it's an exact level of shenanigans. You too. gotta love that love though. That. Like that reminds me too of like Home Alone. You know the opening scene, Home Alone one. You got the you know all the family in the house, all yeah. the cousins, aunts, uncles, just everyone. It's like complete organized chaos, but it's still great. You gotta love it. I don't know about organized now. chaos. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's, not organized it's, fun. Chaos. <laughs> it's nice to be around family for the holidays. And then there will be a point where I'm back in my, my, like my own space, which will be nice. You should do a family, you should do a TikTok for the family drama. You know, have you seen those? When they oh, yeah? like, do the, when they do the old music and it's like, this person is actually has an issue with this. This person is very stingy. You know what I'm talking about? It'll all just be my grandpa's hot takes. This person go. eats way too many pieces of stolen. Yes. When your dad sends <laughs> it over. Hey, if your dad wants to send me any stolen, um, I'll drop my address in the chat. It's really good. <laughs> I would actually good. spend a hundred dollars on this if I honestly like if it was in the store and I could buy it for a hundred dollars. I would buy it for a hundred. Not, nothing That's compares to stolen. I've praise. seen stolen stole, uh, sold in stores. Nothing compares. That yeah, Omi's recipe was uh, one of a kind. So you can't find this in stores. So yeah, it could be a hot commodity. Well, when, if you guys ever decide to go public with it, I got in on the ground floor of this stolen empire, just putting it out there. Okay, okay, okay. Love <laughs> okay. it. All right, shall we get into uh, the episode, the finale, the conclusion? Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. So Walmart brand Chris Harrison voiceover repeatedly says, this is going to be the most shocking finale ever. You'll never predict what's about to happen. They lied. And I have to say, I kind of, like, we all kind of called it. Yeah. Why'd they do that? That only hurts the, only hurts future seasons because now people, you don't trust like them. the boy who cried wolf. You can't, oh, listen, we get it as viewers. Not every season is going to be dramatic and crazy ending and up to the final second. What's going to happen? Like, it's not always going to happen. And that's okay. That's okay. There's other good things that that type of season can offer uh, an audience. So I don't know why they do that, why they always have to, because now it's just like, okay, it's just a cheap thing to, all right, they say that ev- literally every year. Mm-hmm. We just saw it with this season that it was exactly what we, we predicted, you know? That would be funny if they just went ahead and just said it. In this season's final episode, that would have been hilarious. predicted, yeah, it's probably, <laughs> you're probably going to be right, you know? <laughs> this isn't... <laughs> No twists or turns. Everything you thought would happen, you're about to see unfold in front of your eyes. (laughs) Sit back, relax, Bachelor Nation, and enjoy the journey. I mean, I will say, kudos to the editing team. They made it more of a a gut-wrencher and like heartbreaking episode than they 
than maybe it actually was from Michelle's perspective. Cause like we were all calling it, we were all calling it. And then the whole episode was Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. So first, before we get into any of the details, let's talk about Caitlin's solo hosting. What did you think? I honestly didn't think she was bad at all. I thought she did good for last minute. That's tough. You know, she doesn't really have, this is her first hosting gig, right? Mm -hmm. I would have been so nervous through this whole season of doing this. And for her to be by herself this last night, I know that had to be tough. And uh, I thought she did good. I I really enjoyed her. I think she's got a future in hosting and I look forward to seeing her host um, this show, other shows. I think she has huge potential. Yeah, no, I think they've done a good job, you know, throughout their their tenure as, as co-hosts, uh, you know, filling in. It's, that, mu- that was her first, I think, experience, yeah, for sure, by herself. And that must have been incredibly uh, nerve-wracking first time ever hosting such a, a large show on your own. Live yeah. too, live. And, and, live. and live. I think there was, there, was, there was one moment I think I saw with, we can get into it with Brandon a little bit. Uh, well, let's get in. I don't want to. Not that I'm spoiling it. You guys probably already know what happened, but I'll bring this up later on down the line when it makes more sense. I think she did a phenomenal job. I think she crushed hosting. I think she might have a background in pageantry, if I'm correct, um, which definitely helped her with this. But she went from being the bachelorette to being on Dancing with the Stars to now having a podcast and now solo hosting after the final rose. And I think she is on the up and up in her career. And it's really cool to see. Definitely, yeah, she definitely has. Like you can see she she is made for this world for for a good host. Just has the personality, mm-hmm. good, you know, the presence yeah, on stage presence. to to hold a, a show and, and, and hosting duty. So very, uh, very proud of him. Good on and, him. Yeah, and even Tasha, even though she wasn't there, I think yeah, she has also a, fantastic. I think um I think you're gonna see both these ladies go and do great things in hosting. So I think it's been a cool opportunity for them, like a launch pad for a more integral aspect of the production. And I think that they're going to grow from that in maybe the franchise or other things, but I think it's only going to bring good things for them and they totally deserve it. Okay. Brandon and Nate meet the parents, but Brandon's already met the parents. So the first time that we see the guys, Brandon goes in and sees her parents again. What did you guys think of that interaction? Parents love Brandon. They I love him. They love Brandon. They, uh, it's no, you know, no keeping back. I mean, they wanted Brandon to be the guy. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like a. Uh, you could see, you could see the, the battle going on. I think you could see at least the battle going on in Michelle, because you see the family, you know, fall in love with Brandon or continue to because they'd already met him. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he has an extra step up. Well, obviously just because he has more time with them, but definitely there was, I think as a, as parents, you got to look at it from a parent's perspective. There's no way they couldn't have loved Brandon. There's just no way. You know, the only chance is maybe if, it, if it's coming off like too much, like, you know, not genuine, but Brandon's the exact opposite of that. He truly, you know, I feel is exactly what he says he is, everything he says he means from the bottom of his heart. And I think the family saw that and just fell in love with it for their idea of what Michelle deserved. And I think seeing the dad, yeah, I think the dad even compared himself or compared Brandon. Yeah, he said that Brandon reminded him of him. And I was like, oh, wow, that is a massive compliment. Huge. Can a dad say anything really better to a child to endorse kind of, you know, they're about it? Uh, I don't know. So... Yeah, but I, I think you could see, you could just see with Michelle the struggle. You're like, yeah, I know he's great. He's great. And and I see why you, you think he's so great. He's not the one though. You know, I, I could I could see that. I don't know. He's if, not the one. Yeah. And that's 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 a struggle. That's gotta be that's gotta be tough. Yeah, it was it was beautiful seeing him meet the family. I also think that having Brandon re-meet the family right before Nate meeting the family really did like hammer down the biases that his parents had or that Michelle's parents had. And so when Nate meets the family, it's really awkward. And he's not opening up to the level that they want him to, let alone the level that Brandon was opening up at. And it's kind of uncomfortable. What did you guys think of that? I think they definitely had like higher expectations, I think, after Brandon and they wanted to... 
him to continue on. I, I, I don't know. I think, you know, Nate says he struggled with being open and communicating and everything, but he's, he's done like a great job. I mean, from someone that's never done this, like communicating and opening up, he's done a phenomenal job in my eyes. Like he's, you're not going to be zero to a hundred right away. You know, I think it's contextual. Like Brandon's parents, he, his whole life has told his parents he loved him. He's had that, uh, situation where people were very vocal about their emotions versus we literally saw Nate tell his stepdad that he loved him for the first time on like, so I think that there are different levels of outward affection. And just because Nate isn't the best at expressing that shouldn't take away from the fact that he might really be the one. Yeah. I think for me, I was actually a little confused watching Nate. I I couldn't quite put my finger on why he was struggling, I guess, if you will. In my so I'm I'm watching this and I'm just like this. This seems like he's just not like it, it shouldn't be this hard for him to just simply talk about Michelle. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be so, it, it felt like, I, I totally get the nerve aspect. I totally get someone not, of course, this is new for, for them, for, you know, for the, for the two guys. But it just, it didn't, it, it was like, why, why is he having such a difficult time? Just because, because he was later on able to, to say it to, you know, Michelle, and they had like one of the, their last dates and fully, fully open. It almost to me came off like producers were kind of telling him or were planting something in his head because it just, it seemed, it seemed odd. It just seemed like he was, he was answering the questions like almost as badly as you could answer them with, with the, with the parents. And it just like, if you're not being maybe coached up or having someone in your ear, it just didn't seem like the, like how the conversation would have just very naturally gone. That was just my take. And then you saw him after it was like, it was a complete 180 kind of, you know, when he, Mm -hmm. when he starts to give Michelle the full, full confidence that she needs. But I don't know. I just, I was, I think a little confused watching it. I think that the theme of this episode that the producers put behind it was communication. And it was juxtaposing the ability to communicate that Brandon has against Nate's faltering. Yeah. And they might have hammed it up. They might have given us, given it to us straight up. I doubt that. But they probably hammed it up a little bit and showed us the moments that he stuttered the most. And I can see how in a stressful situation like that, you would stutter and you would be flustered talking to the parents of someone that you're potentially proposing to. But at the same time, it did draw a hard line between those two men as far as from the viewer perspective. And they did build Brandon up quite well in this episode, I will say, just because of that communication theme. Totally. And I think too, you know, later on, I think I heard a couple of times, they both made reference to, you know, we don't care about the editor, what was shown, we know what wasn't shown. And I think Mm -hmm. that that has to have been that. Like they, I think there was a way they cut it up and edited it with the, you know, the stuttering and the answers. Cause it just, it seemed a little odd to me, but yeah, from what they said, I guess there was a lot left out. So it's got to um, be obviously. a protagonist and antagonist, especially yeah. this late. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I guess got to find a bad guy, even if you're just kind of roasting a guy who's never experienced talking about his feelings. You know, it's cool. Right. Throw him under the bus. Oh, they're good so, at that. Right. Just getting... wait till later, later on. I could not believe what ABC did to. Anyways, we'll get there. Okay, before we go on Brandon's date, the masks come on. The audience is asked to put on masks, which is a direct result, allegedly, of Twitter saying, I can't believe they're in a room full of people not wearing masks and Tasha's the COVID uh, risk. And then oh, all I'm, of a sudden, I missed that. Like, they didn't have masks on masks. before? No, they put masks on like 20 minutes in. I, yeah. I remember she said something. Uh, okay, that's funny. I missed that. I must have missed that part. Direct result of Twitter. And that comes up again later for poor, poor Clayton. But moving into Brandon's last date, he's like, this is my last date with the woman I'm going to marry. And they go jet skiing. They do a beach picnic. He's like, that's my future wife. He gives her the sweatshirt. What did you think of that gesture? He was all in. Like, Brandon's the guy you for sure want your your daughter to marry someday. You know, you want your son to be good friends with a Brandon. Like, that guy is just all around... He's a good guy. You can't really say anything bad about him. And, you know, he was all in. He gave it all in. In his mind, this was his wife. He didn't see a doubt at all. And that's, that's, 
great characteristics that you see in a partner, a friend, and a human being, you know, someone that's just all in. No, absolutely. Michelle multiple times said that Brandon is unlike any other person that she has ever met in her entire life. And I think, I think Brandon embodies kind of that relationship that a lot of people, you know, I'm not going to say every single person, but a lot of people experience. And it's like, it's one of the hardest relationships that I think one can experience on their way to getting to the final person, whoever that is going to be for them for the rest of their life. And it's that relationship where that person's perfect in every way. That person has everything for you. Is there giving you everything you've ever asked for? And it's just not your person though. And you, you see though, all the qualities, you see it all and it, it pains you and it hurts you. And you try to like, you try to justify things and, 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 and convince maybe yourself of certain things, but it's just quite frankly, at the end of the day, the it, it factor is not there, even though everything mm-hmm. else is. And I think that was, that was, you know, Brandon was that for, for Michelle. And I think a lot of people, I can relate. I think a lot of people can relate to that relationship. There's nothing wrong with the person. And at some point it's going to end and it's going to hurt like crazy, but yeah. you'll always be grateful for that kind of relationship and what that kind of person brought to you in, in your life at that period. I think he had it. I don't know about you, Dusty, but as he was talking there, it's like you can almost picture that person in your mind. Like I know who that person is for me, the person who like it almost worked, but it just didn't work. And like it sucks. That's a bummer. So when when I say it factor, Dusty, I don't mean like as a person. I just mean oh, for specifically for Michelle. No, it no, wasn't no. the it for him or no, no. for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it was though. I just feel like she had that it for the other guy as well. And yeah, I feel but like, do you, it, like the way that she would even all the voiceovers, it was well, the way she described Brandon is the one that he's everything I've ever met. They were liked. best friends. Yeah, I guess. Well, I don't know. That, but Nate's like, I've never, I can't picture like she, just the way she would speak about Nate. It was on okay. a different level. Okay. Well, I thought, well, again, I never thought she was going to pick Brandon. I never thought he'd get this far. And when she's told him that she's not falling in love, I was like, damn, they're really trying to wrap this up early. Shit. Okay. <laughs> JK, oh, I'm kinda, in love with you. Yeah. yeah. But then yep. she said, but I'm falling in love. I Wait, she said, how'd it go? Emma? I think she said she was in love with him. She's she, in she love. She said, I'm not falling in love with you. I am in love with you. Can we talk about how many times the word but was used as like its own pause throughout this episode? It was like, I'm not falling in love with you, but. And then there's like <laughs> this big gratuitous pause. I'm in love with you. And then at the end, when it gets down to it, there are two butts as well. Yeah. That's soap opera. This episode yeah, that's, was a soap opera. Definitely. <laughs> that's always part of it. Just trying to throw throw off last minute. It, it, you know, I just... Do you think she know. was in love with him, Pete? Obviously, she's saying she is. So I, I can't say that she's not when she's the one saying she is. I'm just saying... Would you I, have said it on the show? If you were told to? If you were told to. Well, I think you if ABC says jump, you say how high. <laughs> no comment on that. But I can only I can only um guess here on, on Michelle's, you know, situation. Listen, she said she was in, in love with him. And so you believe that. You have to believe that. Take that for face value. I just think it was very obvious. You could see the difference in love. If there was two different types of love that was on display again and you were six seeing foot it. love and the six foot eight love. There's two different <laughs> I, hey, if that's what you want, <laughs> want to call it, but there are some nice D one babies. I, I didn't make the rules. I didn't make the rules. Yeah, do you guys see what I'm saying? I'm saying I don't think you're. you're no, catching I get it. what you're saying. I'm just where fun it's of just you. like oh. <laughs> he definitely. She talks about Nate in a way where it's like, oh, I really do like. There's something that I've never experienced before, and I yeah. think that's that it that you're talking about. Exactly, the it for Michelle was there for one guy, and that's how you hope it is, right? That's. That's what you want. Yeah. And again, it got super... I mean, that was that truly was an emotional goodbye. That was gut-wrenching. So lastly, before we dive into the breakup proposal situation, we go on Nate's last date. He fumbles hard on his words. The shaman calls him out for it. It's an incredibly cringy date. The whole time... I, this season has been going on. I've been meaning to ask, Dustin, would you ever do the double nose ring? Uh, I think one nose ring was good enough for me. I took it out. I took it out. Uh, I was thinking about that. I was like, when was the last time I saw Dustin with his nose ring? Is he even wearing it anymore? Yeah, I just decided to take it out. New new, uh, new stepping stone. He got you know? a belly button ring, though. That's I did no. get a belly button ring. 
It's uh, is it dangly? Yeah. Dangly. Oh, it's dangly. All right. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back to the cringy date. She, he doesn't say really anything extraordinary or anything new. And she's like, I saw exactly what I needed to from Nate. And I was like, I think you just wanted to see that. Yeah. I think you, you knew your decision. What, what is up with girls in height? I don't understand it. Like, and height? Height. Yeah. Height. What do you mean? You, what do you not understand? I want a guy who's taller than me and I'm tall. So why like, is that's, that? Yeah. So why is that? What? <laughs> society told me I should have a man that's taller than me. And I like wearing heels sometimes and I'm almost 5'10". So I need to find someone tall. You, th- you've never heard that before, Dusty? I, I have. I'm just asking, I'm asking Emma's opinion on why is this? Like, of course, like women have always liked taller guys. It's almost unfair for Brandon, for any, for anybody, any other guy that was in this, you know, this season, the tallest guy. Well, that's not true. Well, Brandon was still taller than her. Yeah. Yeah. Even with her heels on, he was still taller. And I think that that's a good height difference. Like I, Brandon was shorter than Nate, but Brandon wasn't okay. too short so for Michelle. If, and obviously this is my antiquated view that men should be taller than women, but I don't think, I don't think, societal that, I don't think that's the case. I just think that everyone has their, their taste. You, you like what you like. It's not my that, preference, what it I should be. It's yeah. just, you like what you like. And, and I just want to know why most women like a guy that's tall. I don't know. Society forced it down on us. Okay. Just curious. Just curious. You ever dated an, uh, a taller woman? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Not taller than me, but tall. No, I mean, yeah, I mean taller okay, than you. Okay. Taller know. than you is the question. Yeah. Taller than me, I have not. Peter, have you? No. No, I have not. Okay, and you guys are coming at me. Emma, what do you like I'm to do? I'm not coming at you. I'm saying you like what you like and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that's, I'm just, that's the, that's the, <laughs> Dustin's trying to figure out this philosophical reason. I'm like, it's just, you like what you like. Yeah, but most not women like just tall guys. That's what I'm trying to just see. Like, okay, let's just say this. Brandon and Nate are the exact same person. They have the exact same things to offer Michelle. Just height's a little different. What, What's the percentage that she's going to go with the guy that's taller? Well, yeah. I mean, if you have two resumes presented, if you're hiring for a job and you have two resumes presented to you and one of them has one thing that the other person doesn't, you're going to go with that one. Like if it's by the line, they're exactly the same person, you pick the guy who's 6'8". But potentially, no. I mean, potentially, if, if that's what you like, that's what you like. But maybe look at it from a cuddle aspect. Sometimes two bodies fit better together in a spooning position for cuddling. Also, if you are a shorter woman, like I can see not wanting a man who we are getting towers way, over way so <laughs> deep way in the into, into height, whether you like him tall or you like him short or medium, whatever you want to call, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> Go after what you like. question coming out of Nate's last date. Uh, I noticed Michelle makes out with Brandon in the hallway before he leaves. And then she makes out with Nate in the hallway before he leaves. And it put it this question into my mind of when it gets down to the last dates, it's got to be really hard to compartmentalize and not compare. So can you, Peter, walk us through what that might feel like and like how Michelle is thinking in this situation? After those final, the final two dates... Yeah, like the last once you have the final dates. two dates and you're like saying, like when you're in those moments, it's kind of, I, I would imagine it's hard not to think about the other person or compare those exact moments when you're getting down to a decision that needs to be made because the decision you, is ultimately a comparison. Aren't you, yeah, aren't you supposed to compare this whole, this whole thing? But you're aren't you not supposed to like compare relationships in life? Isn't that the goal? You don't put one relationship against another, but The Bachelor literally asks you to do that. So how does that feel? It, it, it's not easy at all. So for me, I had a little bit different of an experience. I didn't have this exact experience that Michelle did. So that's what that's called is the last chance date. And that's <clears throat> the lead will come to, it's the one time where it's vice versa. So they'll have, you know, the bachelor, the bachelorette, they'll come to the other person's room. And that person usually has something, a gift planned and a last, it's, it's called last chance. So you have the last conversation before you will you know, go your own ways and see each other come engagement day, if that's how it's going to go. And we, it's just, it's again, for me, I only had 
there was only one woman left at that point for mm-hmm. me. So I didn't have this where I'm comparing. I mean, I was still comparing just because, you know, it's still so raw and recent for me, but it's extremely confusing. This whole, this whole, you know, I, I think I kind of go back and forth if it's possible or if it's not possible to be in love with two people at the same time, because the, the romantic in me wants to say that's not possible, that it's, no, you, you love one, true love is, mm-hmm. it's not something that can be split. It's not something that can be, you know, shared with multiple people. True love is true love. So that's what I want to believe. And then you go through an unnatural process like this. You, you know, you've seen a ton of leads. I, myself, I've been guilty of it. You see Michelle, you see people get put in such odd confusing situations and you get confused with your feelings and your emotions and you don't truly know how to, in a, in a quick, short amount of time, process it. So all I can say is, again, since I didn't have this exact situation, it's just a lot of confusion. And I think deep down, even if someone's you know saying that they're in love with multiple people, that there's it's not just one, I think deep down, the heart doesn't lie. And you you know who it is at that moment. So I think, you know, I think that's why it's tough because I think for Michelle, she's here. And again, she was coached by producers to tell her, you know, throw in the butt, throw in his hesitation, Mm -hmm. you know, scare him. And then, and then, you know, tell him the good news. But that's tough because she probably at that point, I have to, I'd have to guess, knew it was already Nate and she's still here kind of dragging him along. Not and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just how the show goes. It's just the... She has to have that date and she's got to kind of have to say that because she does care about him. But I think she did know it was Nate at that point. And that's that's where the difficulty comes is saying this stuff and still maintaining the relationship there for the last day, knowing already where you're going. Yeah, and knowing that you're going to have to break someone's heart can't be a fun feeling. Like, yes, you're going to have the happiest moment where you're going to end up engaged. But also right before that, you got to break up with someone. How much time do you think is, is in between? Because you really got to get yourself together in a whole new mind space. I mean, I'm sure it isn't like back to back. I'm assuming there's like four to five hours in between, I'm assuming. I definitely want to know what For, the time period is. Yeah. Well, between like when Brandon walks up to the beach. Between breakup and... Yeah, and she breaks up with engagement. him. And then Nate walks up to the beach and they get engaged. How much chronological time passes because... That's jarring, and that's got to be hard to compartmentalize. How do you go through this devastating breakup and then have the happiest moment of your life? Yeah, well, that's that's why they, that, I've heard this theory after. So again, I didn't experience that. Mine was different. It was just one, one person. But I, I've heard that in the past that leads have let go of their true like. If there's a second, really a second person, if, you know, runner up, have, have let go of them prior to that, and they'll bring someone that they still obviously care about insanely, but it's not the true number two. They'll bring the other uh, person and put them as the number two position two for that exact reason, kind of give you some type of relief in such an emotional roller coaster of a day, make it a little bit easier to say goodbye to that person. Uh, you had now a week to kind of recover from saying bye to the true number two. And they, and I'm not saying this is what happened, but I just heard this as a theory and it makes, it, it makes sense. Um, because then you don't want to put such a damper on such a beautiful day after. And it's, it's got to be so difficult to, to do both those things in, in one day. Holy cow. No, I don't know how you go from sobbing from sadness to sobbing from joy. And it's not, you're so not quickly. getting like a four hour b- a break. This, that sun is setting, like you're on a, on a strict schedule, timing schedule. And you, you have maybe a little bit of time to go do an ITM and talk your feelings through. And then you're getting right back out there getting, you know, face repowdered or whatnot from all the sweat from that location and and uh, you're on to the next one. Do you guys know if they... So is it mandatory for like the person who... For the contestant, if you will, for the Brandon in this case, to give a speech to Michelle before she breaks up with him? Because he like walked up and he could see in her eyes, he said at the, after the final yeah. rose that he could tell that it wasn't there and then he knew what was going to happen. But... Is it required of them to give their speech first? Is the lead coach to not say something? Because it seems like that's the theme. And it also seems like that makes it 10 times worse for the person who's about to get dumped. Yeah, they, you have to have both people, I, I think. I don't know if I've ever seen one where just one, it's a one-sided conversation. But I think, again, for me, I, it, mine was a little different. But it was, mm-hmm. yeah, I was going to go second. They're, you know, telling me, okay, you're going to go second, let her speak first. And, uh, 
and then you can go and do your, you know, prepared kind of speech. But that's got to be so tough. You could see it with Brandon. You know, you could see it in his eyes that he saw it in her eyes. And that's, it's got to be uh, just a horrible, horrible feeling. And then had to maintain your composure as best as possible in that setting. And, and, and that, that whole setting is probably the most dramatic, if you will, settings of the whole show with, they have every camera crew. They've got like 15 different angles. Everyone is there. It's the only time when they film when they have every single camera going. And just on you guys and they have this crane and it's just like, it's a very dramatic set to be honest. I believe it. And then to have that happen in front of everyone, it's not easy. Man, that was the most dramatic scene. I didn't, that was, I didn't know if, well, shout out to the ocean for being loud as fuck. Couldn't hear shit. I'm like, what is being said? I just see tears. It's someone die. I don't know what's going on. It was like just so sad, but all you hear is... <sighs> This breakup brought to you by closed captioning. Wow. Like my my subtitles couldn't even understand what was going on. I'm like, I can't even read my subtitles. A very picturesque breakup. I also think that there's got to be a level of devastation getting broken up with in the place where you know she's about to get proposed to by the mm. other person. Like that's just the icing on oh, top of not think, only are you losing that. that person, but like you're standing in the place where however much time, maybe it's 20 minutes. 20 minutes from now, she'll be standing there with someone else who actually is going to provide her that ring and the happy life that you thought was going to be you up until 10 seconds ago. I hate how you just described that. <laughs> that right there makes me so not believe that this, this show is possible. <laughs> I, I hate how you just described that. It's true. Damn. But it's true. God. It, it's... So which is worse, do you think? Throughout the whole season, there's a lot of drama and that's what we love. We love the drama. We love the jacket getting thrown in the water. We love the guys going at it and the men tell all. Then we get down to the question of, is this show about the drama or is this show about the love story? Because now we're doing the love story stuff and it's just heartbreaking. And I don't know if it makes you a better person if you watch the love story because then you're also watching to watch someone lose everything. Gosh, let's just, can we go ahead and speak on like how sad... It was seeing Brandon. That was so sad. He was devastated. Like, just from that conversation to him walking away and, and looking back. Oh, man, the look back. Did you see? That just... Mm. Uh, and what got me the most was he... They they then embraced, like, as they were walking. He was... Or before that, he separated from her. They were kind of walking off the main stage down the beach around that cliff area. And then they just kind of sat there, hugged each other. And you could see his face. He's looking out towards the water and just that raw, raw emotion that I think anyone that's been through a breakup, a heartbreak, it brought you back immediately. And you, you just, you feel it with him. And the moment he truly crumbled was when he was like, I love you. And she was like, I love you too. And then he, whatever composure he was trying to hold on to really does shatter. Mm -hmm. Man, that was... Hey, yeah, that was. Oh man, that, that's the one thing that it's it's the biggest gamble in this game of if you want to call it that world of love, whatever you want to call it. The biggest gamble is that's always a possibility is getting to that point and 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 then having to feel that and but still even with that, I think Brandon is someone that acknowledges still that it's still worth it for him to to put himself out there again. I don't see Brandon being someone that will, will kind of crumble for good from this kind of experience. No, I think he's a bounce of, back moment. Yeah. He'll bounce back and he'll, he'll, he's going to find something that really makes him feel even more than he thought was possible with Michelle. I, I believe that for him. He should have been the bachelor. If we're, I agree. Especially with that letter that he wrote her right before this evening. Uh, yeah, totally. <sighs> he should be the bachelor. I, I don't know what, the, he should have been the bachelor. Not to not to get confused, and we'll touch on this. Not to get confusion that Clayton's a bad guy. This is all fault on ABC. Yeah, we blame ABC and not Clayton. Totally, and I think that's what everyone's always kind of understood. But I think I had said this a couple episodes back. It's you, you, the show. They just missed such an opportunity. You have the audience invested in Brandon. There, there would have been nobody that would have been like. Oh, I don't really, no, I don't understand. Like everyone would have understood, right? And it just, they missed an opportunity there. That would have been, well, they knew that would that, have been they, a really good story. They knew what they along. were doing. I have no doubt about it. They knew what they were doing. 
I don't think so. Because I think no, well, a great not example in a good is... Way. Not in a good way. I think they did it basically on just um, my opinion, race. I think there's been too many black leads and they're like, okay, we need to... Um, yeah, and it's it's clear as day. You know, you have you have fun, four phenomenal guys at the, the final four guys, but not like personalities out of this world, handsome, Incredible. just like nothing bad. No, I haven't heard one negative thing come out from like. There's always something negative that comes from the public about scandals and this and that. I haven't heard not a one thing about any of these guys. Why aren't they the Bachelor? Why haven't they been announced? And I just get frustrated with that. I don't, and I'll talk about this all through the next season. It's nothing against Clayton. They did him really bogus, by the way. But mm-hmm. it should it should have been one of these um, contestants of color. That's all I got to say. If I'm being honest, guys, I think that the show has lost itself. And I think it was on display, crystal clear, the way that they treated their own lead their own new lead. I, I was, I could, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And, and I totally see like what maybe they were trying to do. Like, oh, come at it. Let's go own this and let's be funny about it. Let's pull some, was it Jimmy Kimmel or... Yeah, the mean tweets. Those 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 mean tweets. We've done the no, mean no, tweets no, no, here, yeah, but like you guys... What? subjected yourself to it. Those weren't, those weren't funny. Those were, those were cruel. Was, like, that I was feel, just mean. I feel so terrible it, for was, this guy. And, they, and then and, having and, him like read it on stage, like how embarrassed. And then he's like, you could see that he's trying to laugh it off, but like they were like gruelingly, like they were mean, like not even nothing funny about it. Just like the roses are red, violets are blue, Clayton's the next bachelor, and I puked in my mouth. You're going to make him read that. The, the guy Shreks that you have now put, the Shrek, comment. the baby Shreks, he laughed that one off. That was good. But like some, like it should have had him read. It's mean. Read, how about we read me tweets about ABC and about all the bullshit they've done? Like that was, that was. I, that I was, just, I don't know. I, I, I think that was truly like, I'm like, oh no, the show has lost it. Like that, you don't tell me like that's in any way acceptable or cool or like respectful to do to your new lead who needs some help right now. Like you he did not support. help. Him. Everyone's tearing him down. Why would you tear him down too? And then I saw, I think I saw Luke, uh, Luke Stone put this up and it's so true. I'm like, oh my God, the hypocrisy. They had this whole mean tweets or uh, cyber bullying um, episode on The Bachelor. I don't know how many seasons ago, but it was this big thing. And they came on and talked about it, the seriousness, the gravity of the situation. And then they go, however many seasons later, and go do the exact same thing that they were trying to preach to Bachelor Nation to stop doing. I'm like, oh, yeah, shows, this is not going well. This is going downhill. Yeah, it's not pretty. The whole situation made me feel really uncomfortable and I felt like it was really mean. And like, while I don't, love this guy and I don't think he should be the bachelor. It doesn't he didn't mean deserve he deserves that, this. He didn't know. No, no one that they would have picked would have, should have deserved to just be like ridiculed on stage like that. But I think those were fake tweets also. I think they did that. What is even weird? They didn't have a like count on him. They didn't have any information on him. Whatever it was, it was scrubbed. So they could have written them or they could have been genuine tweets. Like there's really no way of knowing unless you are able to find them on Twitter. And like, I don't, I don't like why even like, I don't know. They're like buying into this. Narr- like I think when I saw Caitlin bring it up, like, and a guy that does need, like they're just like making fun of him now. A guy it, who needs uh, uh, a little bit more screen time and or needs some perspective. Now let's just shit on you more. Yeah. yeah it's I don't like, know. Yeah. It's just, just I don't I lost respect for ABC on that one. I really, I really, really hope that he found he found someone special through this because, I mean, already how he's being treated by them is that's not cool. No, it's not cool at all. My other, my last gripe with the Clayton season is that they've now showed us the top three women. Yeah. Why do I care about watching up until Fantasy Suites if I know who the top three women are going to be? I don't think it's going to be a good season, in my opinion. It's gonna be boring. I don't know why. I feel I feel really bad for Clay now. I feel really bad, especially for them doing this. Maybe you do the mean tweets at the end of the season. People know who this guy is. He can laugh, but this guy has got probably no confidence at all right now. I feel bad. This was a bad move by I mean, ABC. you see what he, you see what he said. Yeah, you know, he's like, <laughs> you guys think this is bad? Like I, the other things I've been reading. This is just another day, just another day in the life. I'm like, poor guy is. Season eight hasn't even started yet, and he's being. Ridiculed it makes me feel reason. like kind of guilty for talking trash about him to this point. 
But like all I've really said is that he's boring. There have been no like character criticisms, I guess, because we don't know his character. But everyone's saying the same thing. So I guess we like dogpile it. It wasn't really, yeah. I, I don't think we ever talked shit about Clayton. I, it was just the fact that. No, it was just, it was just this confusion. Was all that was all AB, it was. This was all ABC. Yeah. We're talking shit about ABC doing this. Who do you blame? Not Clayton. You blame ABC. Correct. Yes. Damn. I just feel, gosh, I feel bad for the guy. I don't know. I feel if bad. he like if he truly doesn't get come away with someone, like this is going to be just a tragedy. You know, it's gonna be heartbreaking. That's gonna be super heartbreaking. You know, he's got to have someone at the end of this that's there and supporting him because especially right now, I mean, his season's already been done. It's film. The finale is done. What's what's happened has happened. So I hope that he's got that person to be able to lean on and they can lean on each other and support each other because I mean, it's hasn't even started yet and the season, it's only gonna get harder. You should reach out to him, man. You should reach out. Yeah, I will. I will actually. Tell him he's always welcome here and it's a safe space. I'll see what I can do. I'll reach out again. One so. thing I want to, I think is funny. Well, we, okay. At this point, we all know Nate and Michelle are, to, are together. Spoiler. They are together. They are, uh, look madly in love. I just kind of want to fast forward to the gif from ABC of the. $200,000 down payment. Down payment. What the hell? That is huge. I'm over here looking at Pete. <laughs> 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 that must be nice. Yo. I wish Price I was just went up for paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Every person that's uh, thinking of going to paradise, guys, you can get a lot more than you think you can get. <laughs> I think uh, I think the show proved it right there. Lowest ratings of a season ever. And uh, they're throwing around cash like that. So I, hey, my only Brandon, guess get is your that bag. the money. Yeah, right. Get your money. Get a payoff. Get like something. I think that the money came from like the travel fund, maybe because they didn't travel a bunch, or maybe because like they have so much money. It's I, they they have so much money. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I seriously, I, I want. I, I'm. This is a PSA announcement for all people that are actually considering going to paradise, guys. Don't feel bad. Get get your bag or just, being the next lead. Get your bag. Yeah. Get your bag. We should do a breakdown of like. The amount of money they get for commercials throughout the year. Oh my God, they're in so much. They have so much money. Are you kidding me? Like we should. I don't even want to know what ABC's net worth is. Uh, but it hey, would make me at, depressed. At the end of the day, freaking awesome for Michelle and for Nate. That's that's huge to be able to start a life together like that. No financial issues. That's that's that that, that's nice. really cool. You gotta love that for them. Absolutely. I'm trying to be like you, my boy. It's a TikTok that's going on, guys. It's so fucking funny. All right. So predictions. Do Michelle and Nate last? Do they do they end up an old married couple 40, 50 years down the line? I'm gonna be honest. I think they're gonna have some struggles and issues. Just because, you know, this is all new to Nate. Love and being showing emotion and all. I think it's going to be tough for them, but I think they do have the tools of their, uh, I think they have the love to be together forever. I could definitely see them uh, going the long haul. What do you think, Peter? Wait, so you confuse me. So is that a yes I think it's no? going to be, I think it's going to be a struggle for them at first, for sure. Okay. Like any relationship, it's always a struggle. Not, uh, you know, um, but I think, I, I think they're going to be together for a very, very long time. Yeah, I, let me see here. I would say on it, just from the gut, honest, honest uh, opinion. I smell a bet coming on. No, no bet. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being real. I would say I see them together for maybe like a year and a half, two years, I would say. And I hope I'm wrong. I truly hope I'm wrong. But I think that's, that's where I would, I would I would probably have to say if I if I'm and why is that reaching from the gut? I don't know. I think I think right now I think you see, you know, Nate's very. We're, we're I think everyone's on the train to see if you know to believe that Nate is ready. Everyone wants to believe that, including obviously mm-hmm. Michelle. Every all the parents, everyone wants to believe that, and. I think you can want that and you can hope for that and, and, and maybe mask some things up for a little bit again with the show 
just coming to an end, all the fun stuff that now happens, all the cool things. You know, real life now, a year and a half, two years on the line, that's the true test. I think that's what you've seen yeah. with every couple that's unfortunately not made it. And so we'll see. Again, I'm hoping that I'm I'm wrong, but I would I would say maybe a year and a half, two years. And that's that'd be my guess. You, Emma? I don't know. I feel like the success rate recently has been so low that I'm not really optimistic, but I want to say that they last forever. Like I want to believe that the show works. I want to believe that that happiness that they found and that all of this that they've been through has been worth it. But the success rate recently is really, really low. I think low. That, that may be honestly in my mind too a little bit. I, you got to be real with that too. How can it not? I think what really kind of messed with me was Tasha and Zach. I was, yeah. I was such a fan of them. I was like, oh, they're going to, for sure, for sure. M- more, I, th- I think that's what it is. I think I saw more with Tasha and Zach than I've seen with Michelle and Nate. And I'm like, damn, if they didn't make it, what makes you think that anyone else can right now that I've seen? So that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to believe, I think that if they can get over the hump of, not only do they have a honeymoon phase in their relationship that everyone gets, but they also have this like limelight that comes with it. So much, yeah. And like Peter was saying, after a while, that's going to fade. And when that happens, it's, is this the person I can spend the rest of my life with? The show, the show is, and, I, and listen, I can really speak from that from experience. Like the show is great. It's freaking awesome. Like when you guys are kind of feeling that feeling and the cool things that come from that before it all kind of fades, it's great. But there is like a reality that eventually comes. And it's just like any other relationship. It's, you know, you're not being elevated anymore, maybe artificially from other things that really don't matter in that relationship. Like you're just, it's the two of you. And mm-hmm. is this going to work? Really? Like, let's be real with each other. Is this going to work between the two of us? Forget everything else. On your else. worst day, can I still love you? Yeah. On my and worst day, can you still love me? There's just and that's no, when the real stuff comes down. There's no way to know that at this point of where they're at. They just have not spent enough time with each other. It's It's been in hiding. They haven't really... Now is, real, is where the real, real test comes and the growth and... If they are going to work, it's going to... The work's being put in right now. The work starts right now. I think Joe was... would have. I mean, I think her and Joe would have definitely went the distance. But, you know, we'll see. Hey, here's to a very happy, uh, long life for the two of them together. And a beautiful love story. And let's put that out there because that's truly what we want for them. Yeah, so. absolutely. Putting good energy into the universe for them. But with good energy, we have to follow up with bad energy. And that's where we'll leave it. Uh, we had a bracket for this season where we picked our top five and whoever had the most at the end would be successful. And while a lot of the logistics may not have been thought through completely and fully, there was someone who won and there was someone who lost. And we must now come to a moment of announcing that. Peter, would you like to do the honors? In my mind right now, I have just like these horns, these trumpets going off, like dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> you know, just like celebrating like this announcement. But you know, I want to be humble here, and I don't want to rub this in. You know, it's Christmas season, and uh, did I win, Dustin? I'm sorry, my mic, my, my <laughs> snare, the, uh, my snare the chemistry is off. doctor, my snare is off. Like you like to uh, re- re- refer to me as did the chemistry doctor accurately predict? Well, we all predicted correctly. You cheated because you saw the horses and Brandon on the freaking beach. You cheated again. Funny how that's referred to as cheating when we all had eyes that could have noticed this. The first episode. Okay. So, okay. For the next season, they they announced the girls, right? They announced the girls. But they showed the faces, but we don't know the faces, right? They showed the faces of the top three. We show, they show the faces of all three so women we know who, he says he loves. We, we, we can only pick the winner. That's all we can do. do we, yeah, we have to pick from those three women that they showed. Do we know who they the are? Watch them be doing trailer. a full-on, like, just mess with us, though, and it's not even... Like, somehow, some way, they're able to Watch that it is it. the most dramatic season yet. I need, you to, know? I need to see... Do we, we don't know the names of those three, though, but I want before there's any more releases done before, Listen, before this guy. we even get to this season can you just acknowledge that i won this season oh, and then we won. can move on you, okay you thank won. you that's all that's all i needed you all won. I needed. congrats okay. okay thank you we do have to set uh parameters for the loser i think that it was tending toward filming a hooju for bachelor clues to evaluate which he has agreed to do 
But all right, I'll film you and Kat doing the hooju. Wait, okay. Emma, you lost. You came in. I, I don't know. I, Emma, you, I don't know if I'm relevant enough to do the hooju. I think that Emma, you came it must very... be the loser who has the most followers. No. Followers. Listen, I think that I think that both you guys. All right. Emma came in last place. I came in second place. I want a full-on slow-mo edited with music hooju that uh, we will then pass on to Bachelor Clues. They cracked me up. I, I freaking love I got their sweater. I wish I put it on they crack me up their their instagram page with like their, it's so their funny. faces oh and God. everything i'm like what this is so hey a little shout out to uh game of roses keep your guys um ears uh we need to talk with them actually for a very yeah, special so. guest coming this christmas day we need to talk to them because i want to get their opinion on things yeah well we'll we'll uh reach out see if we can have them back especially with the next season coming up but all right it's determined Dustin, we have to hoo you. We'll hoo you. Okay. All right. All right. I'm excited, It'll guys. Happen. Hey, listen, all the best to all the contestants, but congratulations to Michelle and to Nate. And I hope it works out for you guys. Wish you guys nothing but all the happiness in the world. And uh, on to Clayton's season. We are all curious how this is going to go. Guys, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. All right. The show's not doing it, so let's do it for him. All right. And uh, let's be. Let's be supportive. Let's be his fans. Let's see how the season turns out. Let's do it. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to BTC at redrockmusic.com. That's BTC at R-E-D-D rockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcasts. See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad-free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.